Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining the Pastor Resources Podcast. We hope you enjoy the reading of our latest article. This article is brought to you by LifeWay. Be guided through Scripture by biblical scholar, pastor, and teacher Dr. Tony Evans with their new resource. Learn more at the end of this reading. Postmodernism, a Biblical Analysis, Part 1 of 2 Postmodernism is the currently reigning worldview of the so-called progressive intellectual movement. Its impact on society is hugely significant. The church has not escaped its invasive influence. Pastors, biblical counselors, and other church leaders can expect to confront the destructive consequences of postmodern attitudes for decades to come. What exactly are the basic tenets of postmodernism? That question is impossible to answer precisely since one of the core notions of postmodernism is a dislike for definitions, especially of itself. Nevertheless, if accepted as generalities, at least five points of postmodernism can be identified. These are, one, there can be no universal absolutes. Two, community is important, but never static, it must always evolve. Three, reality is perception and perception is personal, not corporate. Four, love is acceptance, never judgment. Five, belief in anything ultimate, especially an ultimate being, is repressive and dangerous. Untrue certainty must give way to true certainty. Each generation seems to extrude a tribe of so-called intellectuals who nominate what they believe to be a new philosophical counterculture. Mostly due to humanity's carnal predispositions, if the supposed new idea is adopted by a statistically significant number of others, it may qualify it as an ism. Those who are first to publish become the guiding lights. Recent generations have given obeisance to such luminaries of secular intellectualism as Bultmann, Darwin, Dewey, Freud, Hegel, Hume, Huxley, Kant, Marx, Nietzsche, Rousseau, and Russell, approving also a multitude of lesser lights. What is so strikingly inane about the ideas trumpeted by such men is that they are not revolutionary, not unique, and certainly not original. In fact, one might argue that their ideas are but echoes of sophistry from the past. Postmodern purists would argue that their ism is not a counterculture idea, but a contraculture philosophy. Rather than supposing to offer up another cultural alternative, postmodernism considers itself a reflex against the culture. It does not so much support the idea of another culture, but the idea of no defined culture. It's a kind of do as I please and don't you dare object mentality. Philosophical and theological thinkers are currently publishing a spate of articles and books on subjects related to postmodernism and how postmodern values have and will continue to change the world culture. Ministry and related magazines and journals have taken up the challenge to help prepare the church to reach the largely narcissistic postmodern mind. The purpose of this article is to review the idea that somehow postmodernism is novel or postmodern. If we can prove that a particular ism is merely the resurrection of a previously developed form of thought, the value of the secondary form is diminished. If a particular philosophy assumes itself to be novel, only to be antedated by a substantially similar theme, it may claim an improvement or expansion on the idea, but it cannot claim to be novel. Attempts to do so in common writing is known as plagiarism. Concerning the opinions of humankind, the writer of Ecclesiastes soberly noted, There is no new thing under the sun, is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. 
verses 1 through 9b and 10. That statement, whether one believes it to be canonical or merely literary, can be confirmed to have been written nearly 3,000 years ago. Of the five general tenets of postmodernism, the first is that there can be no universal absolutes. What is held to be sacrosanct by one may be rejected or ridiculed by another, since to accept or expect some philosophical, sociological, or theological absolute is irrational. Has that notion been suggested and tested by a previous generation? Yes, in fact, we can go back as far as the very first generation. In Genesis 2.17, God said to the man and woman, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Notice, thou shalt not, and thou shalt surely. Here were two clear absolutes. No compromise, no equivocation, no second option. Just two patent absolutes. So, not long after the creation, the first postmodern tenet surfaced. If the present is the modern, and that is its definition, then Genesis chapter 3 was postmodern in its time. Postmodernism comes early with its attack upon a rational absolutist thinking, flatly declaring it wrong. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Verse 4. But die they did. There was an absolute after all. One might object on the ground that the Genesis account is only a metaphor. But even if it were purely a metaphor, it is one antedating postmodernism by at least the latest supposed date of its historically verifiable emergence in literature, making it not less than 3,500 years an earlier copyright holder on the notion of no absolutes. Furthermore, as early as 3,000 years ago, the preacher of Ecclesiastes, as noted above, predicted that copyright claim jumpers would eventually discover that someone had been there before them. In no way do we intend to suggest that Genesis chapters 1 and 2 are the only verifiable examples of the no-absolute idea being antedated. We only have noted it to have been the earliest. Furthermore, it is a bit amusing to hear postmodern proponents suggest that there are no absolutes since the very statement is a pronouncement of an absolute. Can there be only one absolute? Absolutely not. General tenant number one seems to be nothing new, but only a sophist echo from the past, and a very tired echo at that. Dennis D. Fry, Master of Divinity, Doctor of Theology, President, Masters International University of Divinity, the.mdivs.edu. Within our hearts is a desire to discover God. Do you want to see Him? To experience Him? To know His story? Learn more about the Tony Evans Study Bible now at csbtonyevansstudybible.com. Thanks again for listening to the Pastor Resources Podcast. To read all of our articles, head over to pastorresources.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more articles and special interviews.